world, this is Jamie, host of the Jamie and Genty Show, broadcasting live each week on Tuesday at 12 p.m. from Fishbowl Studios. Log on to hear sports talk from basketball to football and view your feedback on the biggest sports news you want to talk about from around the world. So be sure to log on each week Tuesdays at 12 p.m. to catch the Jamie and Genty Show. Hope to see you soon on Fishbowl Radio Network. Jump in. Hey, welcome to the Jamie Agenda Show right here on Fishbowl Radio. My name is Jamie. It's Tuesday, September the 6th, 2022. I hope everyone had a good weekend, great weekend, wherever it was. Okay? So now, football season, the NFL season starts in two days. So I'm going to give you my predictions on every division uh, in, in the NFL world. Now... Before now, we're gonna start. Let's start with the AFC East. Okay, we have Buffalo, we have New England, we have Miami, and the Jets. Yes. So, you know, obviously, Buff. You know, let's start with Buffalo. Buffalo last year, you know, heartbreak, right? You know, they're the ones that that they were complaining. Oh well, we didn't get the ball back after you know Mahomes scored and all that stuff. The NFL made their reasons for rules for a reason. Just live by it. You lost. I mean, live another day. It's a playoff. It was a great game. Someone's got to win. Buffalo, I have a question for you this season. I actually have two questions for you. Number one, do you think cutting a, a punter will help this football team? You cut a punter that made serious allegations, rape allegations, a punter does not help this football team, guys. Even though he punted the ball 82 yards, you drafted him uh, in the later rounds, it does not help this football team. Eventually, you got to move on and let him settle his case. That's what Buffalo did. Cowboys, take this note. Take this note. Buffalo. But, listen, a punter does not make this football team. Number two, can we take the next step? Josh Allen. I had you in my top ten list. I want you to take that next step. Get us get get us to at least an AFC championship game or maybe a Super Bowl appearance. Cause we know Buffalo, you know that you've been to the you, you spent in the you spent time in the nineties getting to the Super Bowl and you failed four times. Can we get there this season? I'm not no Buffalo fan, but I feel bad. I mean, you got a great team. You got, you know, Josh Allen, your, uh, your quarterback. You got a great running back. You got receivers everywhere. Stephon, um, tight end, Dawson Knox. Uh, you got it's a defense. Von Miller, who signed his long-term contract. You got a pretty good defense. Okay. I mean, your, your defense can get us to the, to the, to a championship game at least. So. Do I, so my prediction for you, you will win this AFC East. I don't see anybody coming close to this. Uh, number two, New England Patriots. Okay. You know, you guys had what, 10 wins last year? Mac Jones, we need a sophomore. We need a sophomore performance for you, sir. Do not have a sophomore slump like these other quarterbacks or other analysis are saying. All right, we need something from you. And you're in the right position. Coach Belichick can get you there. 
Um, I'm not necessarily high on, on your win percentage, your win total for this upcoming season. I think y'all will be at least maybe about seven to eight wins, maybe. So I'm not too high on it. But at the same time, I do expect Mac Jones to come through this season. Number three, Miami Dolphins. Okay, your your head coach is Mike McDaniel, who is a funny character guy. Um, well, I mean, you, you got Tyreek Hill. You know, Tyreek was saying he's you know saying if Tua Tua's better than better than Pump Mahomes. I'm like, well, Tyreek, I'm sorry, you went to you got the two Super Bowl championships with Pat Mahomes, like. You can't be saying all that nonsense. I mean, to what, uh, to, to, uh, might not even last in, in the NFL. I never been a fan of Tua uh, till never, ever. I just don't think he's that elite. And I can say that because I, I seen his game firsthand, not in person, but like, you know, I seen his game all around and, you know, people expect high praise for him, but I don't, and I, I can't, I don't see the high praise. For, for this upcoming season for this man. I think he's going to have a terrible season, honestly. That's my expectation. I could be wrong, but Miami, I mean, you're win- I mean, you had nine wins last year. You did not make the postseason. I expect y'all to make the postseason, at least the wild card this upcoming season. But the Jets, not even worry about the Jets, man. They're, the Jets are going to be the Jets. Um, they're they're gonna they're gonna continue to rebuild. We we heck, they don't even know what a rebuild is. Like I told y'all two weeks ago, a rebuild has to have a timeline. You gotta have that timeline of the rebuild. We can't say every season you're rebuilding, you're rebuilding, rebuilding. It makes no sense. You're gonna spend three, four years, all that money, drafting those players of rebuilding. No, isn't it, it shouldn't take more than three years to rebuild a franchise. Three years is the limit. Just like in college football, a coach, when you hire a coach, you gotta give him three years to improve the fo- uh, the football program, or the basketball program, or softball, or uh, hockey. Three years is the minimum for any head coach in college football, whether it's basketball, stuff like that. So, nonetheless, with this division, I see Buffalo winning it. I, I will give Buffalo maybe about, uh, 13 wins, maybe. I'll say 13 wins and a berth in the AFC championship game. Who knows? They may face the Chiefs again. They may face Cincinnati. Who knows? But Buffalo, this is your time. It's time to step up your game. Enough of the AFC East. Let's go to the AFC North. You have Cincinnati, Pittsburgh, uh, Baltimore, Cleveland. Let's start with Cincinnati first. Okay, Cincinnati was is was a surprise. I thought, you know, this this team was supposed to be rebuild and new quarterback, um, new head coach all around. They got to the Super Bowl. They were within two minutes get, winning that game. I mean, you know, there's no play. I mean, nothing they could have done was wrong. It was just, you know, the Rams were better. A whole lot better. Um, you know, can you say, hey, you know, this season, Burrow is going to take that next step. He's already taking that step. I mean, we're already seeing 
what he's capable of this upcoming season. And I expect more things from him. I expect more things from that whole team. Do I expect them to repeat? Uh, it's going to be tough because they play in a tough division when you have Pittsburgh and you have Baltimore. I'm not worried about Cleveland. But Cincinnati, I'm going to say you went 10-7 last year. I'm going to say 11. You go 11-6. And possibly, possibly if you if you get to the postseason. Well, actually, you, you can get it to the postseason with 11 wins depending on how every team acts. And if you win your division, which I think – you will repeat that. Number two, Pittsburgh, nine seven and one last season. Uh, you just you just named Mitchell Trubisky your starter, which I disagree with. Mike Tomlin, I love you as a coach. Um, I think you will get the. I, I think Mitch is not the answer at quarterback. I think the rookie, the rookie Kellen, Moore, the rookie, the rookie Kenny Pickett. I mean, he's the answer. He knows the playbook. He, he I mean, I, I just don't, dis, I don't, I don't agree with this move by Mike Tomlin. Like, you, you, you have to bring, you have to control the pocket. And Mitch does not do anything to control the pocket. I think Kenny Pickett will, will be starting soon. Uh, just give it about maybe about two to three games. You know, if they go 0 and 3. Then you might see a change, but you know, but I, this is Kenny Pickett's team. I mean, I, I do expect a winning record for this Pittsburgh stickers, but I don't, but I don't expect a playoff berth. It's hard for me to say because I'm, I'm a big Mike Tomlin fan. You know, I want to see him succeed, but you know, Roethlisberger retiring. Um, you know, the, the inconsistencies in defense, uh, the offense is suspect, even though, you know, Najee Harris is a big running back. Um, I don't see Pittsburgh getting in anywhere more than at least maybe, they'll probably get at least maybe nine wins. Give or take. Cleveland. Cleveland went eight and nine, no playoffs last year. Okay. I want to say something to Joe Kobe Brissett, uh, Patrick Cobbs. Is it? Oh, I'm sorry. Joshua Cobbs. Okay. YouTube. This is y'all's team. We're not worried about Deshaun Watson. Y'all will take this. Let Deshaun serve his suspension. And by the way, Deshaun, you should be grateful. You should be grateful that the NFL gave you 11 games. They could have been out, they could have said, you know what, we're gonna get this guy out of the league. They're finding ways to get players like you out of the league, Deshaun. Be grateful that you still have a job. You still can you you the the, the Browns say, well, you know what, after eleven games, we're gonna start you. Even if they go seven and three with Jacoby Brissett as their quarterback, even. And I don't think that's gonna happen. They're going to say, after 11 games, Deshaun, can you come be our quarterback? Why? The guy got you to seven wins, if, if possible. But you can't do that. You can't mess up the flow of the, of the team. I think this is what, what's going to be. Jacoby, Joshua Cobbs, this is y'all's team. We're not worried about Deshaun. Let him do his thing. Y'all... Hold that quarterback job. 
I don't want to see number four out there. Well, then again, I'll, I'll do see, I will see number four out there, but put a lock on this job, Jacoby. This is your team. But I don't expect to see you in the playoffs though. Baltimore. Okay. Baltimore, you know, this is, this is my team. This, this you know, Pittsburgh and Baltimore are always my teams in the AFC East. I'm oh, sorry, AFC North. Okay. For years, it's always been Pittsburgh or Baltimore. Now it's Cincinnati. Where does Cincinnati come from? But Baltimore, you have no excuses. I mean, the contract that, that, is looming right now with Lamar Jackson, all that stuff. I think that's going to loom, loom forward throughout the rest of the season. You know, Lamar's that quarterback. Lamar can get you to where you need to go uh, as the franchise goes. You, he has weapons all around. He, he uses his feet. He has Mark Andrews. He has a uh, Hollywood, Hollywood Brown. He has a decent defense, a great coach. The pieces are there. I do see Baltimore winning at least 10 games and back in the postseason. But Lamar, I expect him to big, get the big bucks. Not during the, I, I'll be surprised if it's during the season. But after the season, I expect that at all. He performs well. He does not turn the ball over. Then, then all, all, all is not lost for Lamar. I want to see that from him. But I do see Cincinnati winning, winning this the division. Um, you know, Baltimore and Pittsburgh will be fighting for number two. Uh, Cleveland, I'm going to leave them out because I feel like this, this, this franchise is going backwards. You know, you got rid of Baker. You go with a guy that, that didn't play last season, doesn't care about, you know, human life. But then again, you know, like I said, that's Deshaun Watson. Y'all, y'all want to roll with him? Y'all roll with him. Anyways, but enough of that. Let's talk about the AFC South. You got Tennessee, you got Houston, you got the Indianapolis Colts, and you got the Jacksonville Jaguars. Number one, Tennessee. Oh man, I am excited about this team. I want this team to win divisions for many years to come. Um, Malik Willis is the rookie quarterback, even though he's going to be uh, watching from the sidelines this season. Um, I, when, when Ryan Tannehill struggles or decides to hang it up one day, I do see Malik Willis, you know, taking control of this of this franchise. Um, do I think they're going to have plays for him during the season? Absolutely. To get him on the field? Yeah, it's a possibility. But Tennessee... You guys, you guys reinvented that franchise. I do see, I do expect y'all to see y'all in the, in the Super Bowl. Not this upcoming season, but for many years to come. Whether it's Ryan Tannehill as a quarterback or Malik Willis. I mean, you got a bigger back in Derrick Henry who, by the way, who lives here now. Can't you believe it? So just imagine walking around, you see a, a, a six foot, 240 pound running back. Wow. But anyways, I do see Tennessee winning this division. Um, veteran leadership is key. 
to to get y'all over the, t- the top. I don't want to see no first round exits for this team. Number two, the Colts. Um, you moved on from uh, Carson Wentz. You reinserted Matt Ryan. Um, do I think Matt Ryan's the answer? Uh, I don't know. It, it remains to be seen. Um, the Colts are always the ones that are the dark hearts of this of this NFL. Um, I I do see uh, the Colts making moves uh, as the season goes on, whether it's defensively, offensively. Um, you know, this season is all about is is all about answers. You got we got questions, but you get we got to have answers as well. Matt Ryan and Frank Reichek. Number three, Houston Texans, complete rebuild. We're going to rebuild it from scratch. Um, poor Lovey Smith, they put him in a rebuild situation. Um, we there's nothing much we can say. I said that you moved on from from Deshaun distractions. You moved on from that. Now it's just more of a rebuilding than than a playoff thing. I mean, I'll be surprised if you if you're if you're. I'll be. I think everybody will be surprised that if you're in if you're close to making a wild card berth at least. But I just think that this team is far from from you know getting to that wild card stage. Last one, Jacksonville Jaguars. Okay, y'all have talent everywhere. Your quarterback is a, is a sophomore now, Trevor Lawrence. Feed him, the, let him run the playbook. I think last season, I think you kept uh, keep you kept the playbook closed for him. I think I think if you open it up more, you you see the talent level that this guy can 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 exceed. Um, I do see that, um, you know, but. They had three wins last year. I do think that it'll be like a three, four win improvement for this team, and it'll be huge. Um, I'm not a big Doug Peterson fan. I think he's an overrated coach, but I do think he will get the job done and, and, and lead this team not to the playoffs, or but a three, four win improvement so that they can get to the postseason uh, in the next couple of years, maybe three years. Uh, but Trevor Lawrence. He has weapons everywhere. Uh, two great running backs, uh, a defense that can step up its game. Um, you know, I don't see them winning this division this season. I do see Tennessee winning the division outright. You know, I don't see the Colts coming up close to at least maybe seven wins. I don't see. I definitely don't see uh, Houston coming up. Uh, I think. I think. I think Houston ha- will have at least two wins, and that's being nice. I could say zero for seventeen, but. Two wins at least. Um, but Tennessee's winning this division, guys. But let's take a break. Um, let's coming up next. I got three more divi- I got a bunch of more divisions to talk about. And also we will talk about five takeaways of the UNT versus SMU game and why I'm so frustrated at that game. I was there. And this was the the poorest performance I ever seen in my entire years at UNT. But that's in the one o'clock hour. Let's finish these divisions coming up next on the Fishbowl Radio. Pray for my enemy. 
Thought I need clarity They ain't got empathy from me, they stabbed me They used my couch when they needed the therapy Took what they needed but never took care of me They saw a dollar sign, treat me like currency Kill all they hopes and dreams if they won't murder me Sunshine on me Sunshine on me As you let the sunshine on me Sunshine on me As you let the sunshine on me Sunshine on me As you let the sunshine on me I'ma cut up, bring out these BBs, light the sun up, these niggas Stevie, to the come up, we ain't got my bread up, let them wonder, if I ain't do nothing, I kept it 100, I lot of for real, I ain't never done front, they do it, they can, bitch, I do what I want, it. tell me they packets, I told them to run, sunshine on me, every time I leave the crib, I got it on me, got it out the mud, I did it by my lonely, pop my shit down, being low key, sunshine on me, I ain't giving any hang, bitch, you know peace, fuck a two cent, you can get it two piece, if I step back, hit you with the two, two, three, pray for my What's that word on fame or slime? He a booger, I ain't gon' joke him I'ma cook him, sunshine on me Dabbing booker, them niggas with you They just look cause they ain't finna shoot I'ma swish him, your bitch think I'm cute I'ma jigger, she trackin' me sugar I'ma mush her, big me little nigga Build big speed little nigga, smoke big tree nigga We too loud to ig me little nigga This ciggy get jiggy with niggas Don't make me with smith me a nigga I just told him, I do you want in my side hoe I will put you out, you must think you lotto I'm all you got hoe, you know I'm the guy hoe The god of the sun and the light like Apollo Tunch. Pray for my enemies, thought I need clarity They ain't got empathy from me, they stabbed me They used my couch when they needed the therapy Took what they needed but never took care of me They saw a dollar sign, treat me like currency Kill all they hopes and dreams if they won't murder me Pray for my enemies, thought I need clarity They ain't got empathy from me, they stabbed me They used my couch when they needed the therapy Took what they needed but never took care of me They saw a dollar sign, treat me like currency Kill all their hopes and dreams that they won't murder me Sunshine on me, sunshine on me As you let the sunshine on me Sunshine on me, as you let the sunshine on me Sunshine on me, as you let the sunshine on me Yeah, yeah May I have your attention, please? May I have your attention, please? Will the real Slim Shady please stand up? I repeat, will the real Slim Shady please stand up? We're gonna have a problem here. Y'all act like you never seen a white person before. Jaws all on the floor like Pam, like Tommy just burst in the door. We started whooping her ass first than before. They first were divorced, sewing her over furniture. Ah! It's the return of the... Oh, wait, no, wait, you're kidding. He didn't just say what I think he did, did he? And Dr. Dre said...
Nothing, you idiots. Dr. Dre's dead. He's locked in my basement. Uh-uh. Feminist women love Eminem. Chicka, 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 slim shady. I'm sick of him. Look at him walking around, grabbing his you know what, flipping the you know who. Yeah, but he's so cute though. Yeah, I probably got a couple of screws up in my head loose, but no worse than what's going on in your parents' bedrooms. Sometimes I wanna get on TV and just let loose, but can't. But it's cool for Tom Green to hunt for dead moves. My bum is on your lips. My bum is on your lips. And if I'm lucky, you might just give it a little kiss. And that's the message that we deliver to little kids and expect them not to know what a woman's glitter is. Of course they're gonna know what in the course is By the time they hit fourth grade They got the Discovery Channel, don't they? We ain't nothing but mammals Well, some of us cannibals Who cut other people open like cantaloupes But if we can hunt dead animals and antelopes And there's no reason that a man and another man can't elope But if you feel like I feel, I got the antidote When you wake your pantyhose Sing the chorus and it goes I'm Slim Shady, yes, I'm the real Shady All you other Slim Shadies are just demonstrating So won't the real Slim Shady please stand up Please stand up, please stand up Cause I'm Slim Shady, yes, I'm the real Shady Slim Shadies are just imitating, so won't the real Slim Shady please stand up, please stand up, please stand up. Will Smith don't got a cuss in his raps to sell records, well I do, so fuck him and fuck you too. You think I give a damn about a Grammy? Half of you critics can't even stomach you, let alone stand me. But Slim, what if you win? Wouldn't it be weird? Why? You guys can just lie to get me here, so you can sit me here next to Britney Spears. You say Christina Aguilera better switch me chairs, so I can sit next to Carson Daly and Fred Durst. And hear him argue over who she gave head to first. Little bitch, put me on blast on MTV. Yeah, he's cute, but I think he's married to Kim. <laughs> I said download her audio on MP3 and show the whole world how you gave him an MVD. Ah! I'm sick of you little girl and boy groups, all you do is annoy me. So I have been sent here to destroy you. And there's a million of us just like me, who cuss like me, who just don't give a fuck like me, who dress like me, walk, talk, and act like me, and just might be the next best thing, but not quite me. I'm Slim Shady, yes, I'm the real Shady. All you other Slim Shadies are just imitating, so won't the real Slim Shady please stand up? Stand up, please stand up. Cause I'm Slim Shady, yes, I'm the real Shady. All you other Slim Shadies are just imitating. So won't the real Slim Shady please stand up? Please stand up, please stand up. I'm like a head trip to listen to. Cause I'm only giving you things you joke about with your friends inside your living room. The only difference is I got the balls to say it in front of y'all. And I don't gotta be false or sugarcoated at all. I just get on the mic and spit it. And whether you like to admit it, I just shit it better than 90% of you rappers out can. Then you wonder how can kids eat up these albums like volumes? It's funny. Cause at the rate I'm going when I'm 30, I'll be the only person in a nursing home flirting. Into nurses' asses when I'm jacking off a jerkins and I'm jerking. But this whole bag of Viagra isn't working. And every single person is a slim shady lurking. He could be working at Burger King's. On your onion rings, or in the parking lot circling, screaming, I don't give a fuck, with his windows down and the system up. So will the real shady please stand up and put one of those fingers on each hand up and be proud to be out of your mind and out of control? And one more time, loud as you can, how does it go? I'm Slim Shady, yes, I'm the real shady. All you other Slim Shadies are just imitating. So won't the real Slim Shady please stand up? Please stand up, please stand up. Cause I'm Slim Shady, yes, I'm the real shady. All you other Slim Shadies are just imitating. So won't the real Slim Shady please Welcome back 
to Jamie Agenda Show right here on Fishbowl Radio. Um, I did tease, tease this during the break, actually before the break. Uh, let's resume these divisions, okay? So I gave you predictions for all the other three divisions. Let's do um, the rest of them. So let's start with the AFC West. This is my favorite division because you got four solid teams in the division this upcoming season. Number one, Kansas City Chiefs. Everybody knows Pat Mahomes. Everybody knows Andy Reid. Everybody knows the three receivers that they got in, in free agency. Everybody, especially Pat Mahomes. We, 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 we can care, well, can't, we can, we can't, we can't say we don't care less. We care, we care about these receivers that they got. Big upgrade since they passed, since they left Tyreek in the dust. He's in Miami now. He's enjoying it. But Pat Mahomes, um, I do expect big things for you. Okay? Actually, you know what? I expect big things for the defense. The defense has to pull through. The offense-wise, Mahomes can average like 40 points a game by himself. The defense has to pull through. Think this, this, the defense approves the de- then I do see them going place. I do see them going to the Super Bowl. Again. But it wouldn't, but it wouldn't make of a diff, much of a difference if they do go. But Kansas City, I do see y'all winning this division. I know it's going to be tough because you got three other solid teams in this division. Um, I do see y'all maybe about maybe I'll, 12 wins. 12 wins we had last year. I'm still thinking I'm gonna, you guys will stay at 12. So 12 wins for KFC. Sorry, Kansas City this season. Uh, number two, Las Vegas Raiders. And this is, you know, Derek Carr, I have, I have a lot of annoying quarterbacks, um, on my list. I can name you like maybe two of them. Number one is Aaron Rodgers. Number two is Derek Carr. Derek Carr, uh, I, I just don't think he, he's much of a leader. That's why he's annoying to me. He just talks a lot. Like instead of just trying to improve your game on the football field, you're always talking all this rubbish nonsense. Like, dude, just, just make the plays, man. Like, you are, you're not a leader, period. You had to bank on somebody else's back to become a leader. You're not that, that guy at all. But then again, you know, you know, you're playing, you're, you're playing for the Raiders. You're their quarterback, so. You wouldn't have had any, any way. I would have gone with somebody else as your quarterback. Number three. Oh, the Raiders. Ah, man, I'll say about nine wins. That's one off from last season. Nine wins. Number three, Los Angeles Chargers. And I don't, and I hate the fact that this team cannot get over the hump. Justin Herbert is your quarterback, and I have in my top ten. Actually, I did, I, I had him below Dak. Not above, but below. Just, I, I don't know. Maybe the key is finishing. You have to finish drives. You can't leave points out there for, for, for them to just, to just say, you know, oh, we, we left points out there. Finish is the key. If you finish, then you go nine, then you probably go like what, 11 and six and you win that division. But the last three to four seasons, y'all have not finished. 
Period. Finishing is the key this season. Number four, Denver Broncos. I do see the Chargers getting about, I don't know, finish. Denver Broncos. Okay, Russell Wilson's your quarterback now. A big upgrade. Huge. I mean, I can't find a, another quarterback that won to get it out, get out of Seattle after so many years. One Super Bowl. Could have been two. But Russell Wilson, I do see y'all not win. I do see y'all in this wild card. I do think maybe 10 wins will be good for you. Um, but your play will be, will elevate in, in, in Denver. Uh, so 10 wins for Russell Wilson. Um, that, that'll be, that's good for second in that division. Um, you know, but you just got to make the plays. I mean, you have a rookie head coach, um, make a place. You got to, you got to make them, but Kansas city, I do see y'all winning that AFC West division. Um, I do see y'all going places. Now we turn our attention to the NFC East. Okay. Now this is, this division is interesting. I think everybody in America has talked about the NFC East as being the worst division in football. And honestly, yes, I, I do think it's the worst division in football. Um, you got the Cowboys, you got the Eagles, you got the, uh, com- com- I almost said Redskins, the Commanders, and you got the Giants. So let's start with the Cowboys first. Okay. The Cowboys had 12 wins last year, 12 and 5. Dak is your quarterback. He's the only, right now, as we speak, he's the only quarterback on the roster. I don't know how that's going to happen. If he does get hurt, who's you going to be, who's going to be your quarterback now? Um, I do see them, you know, they're, they're going to be signing a quarterback, not Cam Newton. I don't, I don't see that happening. Cam Newton's not interested in the football. I do see either Cooper Rush or Will Geary signing maybe. Um, being the number two. Um, so I don't know why. And also you got Jason Peters, uh, signing yesterday, which will be a help, but I do think that I do expect him to play maybe about, uh, by week three, week four, maybe. Um, I do see him playing. Um, I do see the rookie Tyler Smith having success, a little bit of success on that left tackle side. That's the blind side of Dak. So anytime, you know, teams put their best pass rusher there, they can get to that left side easily. Um, I do see Tyler Smith producing there. Um, if it doesn't happen the first two games, I do see Jason Peters uh, reactivated on this roster and helping out, even though he's 40 years old. I don't, I always pass that age. I don't. I don't talk about people's age because I still think as long as they're in the NFL or in the NBA or uh, playing tennis, I don't disrespect your age. I still think you can play. But this Cowboys team, man, is always an up and down every year, whether we're going to make the playoffs or we're going to go to the Super Bowl. You gotta, you gotta win games first before you get to the postseason. The postseason, you gotta win games to get to the Super Bowl. And then the Super Bowl, you win it or you lose it. I mean, that, that my, my knowledge over the years, being a Cowboys fan was 10, 10, 11 years ago. I thought, okay, we'll win a couple of games. We're going to the Super Bowl. It's not like that anymore. 
when you win a game, when you beat teams like Cincinnati, uh, Houston, uh, any team in the regular season, it doesn't mean that you go to the Super Bowl. It means that you win. It's just another game. You take one. That's why people say you take one game at a time. I mean, you got to win playoff games. You got to win the regular season first, then playoffs, and then Super Bowl appearance. Whether you lose, win or lose. But I'm not thinking about Super Bowl for the team this season. I just want them to get over that hump. And getting over that hump is getting to the postseason consecutive years. Do I think it will happen? Absolutely. But I think 11 wins will get you to the postseason in this division. 11 wins. You had 12 last year. 11 will get y'all to the postseason. Y'all have dominated this, this division. And in fact, matter of fact, the next team I'm going to talk about won't, won't even come close. Even though they signed all those players and drafted well. I don't think they'll still, I, I, this is the Cowboys division to lose. Let's talk about the Eagles. Jalen Hurts, okay? Even though I'm so, I don't want him to do well, but Jalen Hurts, I do want you to perform better than, than what people are asking for you to do, okay? Jalen, can you please be accurate? Please. You got, the offseason, they, they spent a lot of money on getting receivers. You got two great, two good running backs. You got a defense now. Um, what more can you ask for? You just gotta be accurate. I mean, like I said, the Cowboys division is to lose, but y'all are right there. Eight wins for y'all. I, 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 I don't like your team at all. In the matter of, uh, of the team of if, uh, you're making a bunch of decisions, all this stuff, I don't, I don't, I don't like it. Period. Um, you know, it's not because I hate the Eagles. I just think that, um, they're going to set themselves back further than, than, than where they should be. Um, so eight wins for you guys. Let's talk about the Commanders and the Giants. And we don't expect much for both of those teams. Um, I do expect, uh, the Commanders, uh, Carson Wentz. I mean, you might as well, you might as well call it your last season is starting as start being a starter. Like, dude, play football, man. Be consistent. Stop saying you're that dude, but yet you can't get us to the, to the top. You're not that dude. You've never been that dude. Like, you, you were never that dude in Philly. You were never that dude in Indianapolis. And now we expect y'all to, you're taking countless jobs away from Heineke and other quarterbacks that want to play on this roster. I thought, honestly, Heineke did well. It's just that, you know, you know, the pressure. The offensive line needs to perform better. I mean, Washington has a good defensive line. The front seven is the best in this division. But like I said, Dak controls the division. Carson Wentz makes it worse for that football team. I've never been a fan. I think it's six, six, I think I, five to six wins. I'll be lucky. I'll be fortunate enough. Y'all, y'all get five. Like, I'm not a Carson Wentz fan. I don't, no. I feel like he'll be replaced midseason. Uh, New York Giants. 
We don't have much to say about them. They, they had, they're injury prone. Um, in order for them to, to reach their peak, they gotta stay healthy. It starts from the running back, the quarterbacks gotta play better, and the defenses gotta shine. And so, if those things, these three, those three things happen, then I do think the Giants will get to at least maybe seven or eight wins in that, um, you know, football wise. But, I, I just I just don't see it for the Giants. Um, and, and another thing about Carson Wentz being the worst, Daniel Jones. I mean, honestly, like I don't know why, where the Giants, where where they got you from. I don't understand. It's ridiculous, man. I I, I just don't. I'm not a fan of these two quarterbacks. The one fan of I am, I am is Dak. Dak will will punish this division again. And that's why the Cowboys will win this division, unless a major injury happens. Now let's move on to the NFC North. Oh, by the way, um, oh, I was at the the stadium, not at the stadium, but I was close to it. I was at the Glovelight Park over the weekend, and I was participating in the Stadium Dash. And CG has their little deal going on. Uh, check it out online; it's pretty good. Um, you know, I'm not I'm not getting paid for sponsoring this. But check it out online. I was at that stadium dash on Friday. It was great. You know, CG has really changed my life. And, um, you know, I wish I could explain further details. Maybe in the next, uh, later on, I'll explain more further details about Cam Gladiator. But that's the next video. Let's move on to the NC North before we take another break. NC North, uh, you got the Green Bay pa- Packers, you got Minnesota Vikings, you got the Detroit Lions and the Chicago Bears. Let's talk about the, one and a half good team. Let's talk about the Green Bay Packers. Aaron Rodgers. Aaron Rodgers, you're talented, you're talented on the field, but your mind about life is, is, is off, bro. Like, I like you on the field. Off the field, I hate you. Like, dude, wake up. Stop being about you. Be about other players around you. This world does not revolve around Aaron Rodgers. Aaron Rodgers, you can be the best quarterback out there, but yet your offseason, we don't care about what you do in the offseason. We don't care the, the amount of media appearances you make. We don't care about your relationship. We don't care about uh, the things that you do outside of that. We care about you on the football field because you're, you're that man in that division. And I do see the Packers winning this division. 13 wins, we win y'all the division, period. Um, you know, when you get to the postseason, uh, every team is always saying this Packers team could get to the Super Bowl, but yet y'all have not finished. If y'all could finish, key word, finish, then, then we'll see. We'll see where that leads to. But finishing the postseason will be good. Let's move on. Number two, Minnesota Vikings. I'm not a fan of this game. I'm not a fan of this team, man, because of their quarterback. Another quarterback that annoys the hell out of me, Kirk Cousins. Like, dude, just work. Just it, it seems like these players don't care about their game anymore, man. It's just like they don't want to, you know, they don't want to take the time to 
read the playbook, take the time to like watch video. Like they say that we're the best quarterback possible, but yet Aaron Rodgers controls that division. You can't continue to do all that. This is why y'all will be second best because of that quarterback right there and Kirk Cousins. Seven wins will be, will be my win total for you guys. I mean, new head coach. Um, I do think he, he's going to do some good things over there, but I think seven wins will get y'all to, to the top. Seven wins. Chicago Bears. Okay. This has rebuild all around it. Justin Fields, you're a decent quarterback, but yet the franchise is rebuilding, man. I mean, like I said, every team has to have a timeline of rebuild. If the rebuild does not work out, then, you, then somebody's got to go. Either the head coach or the GM or the owner's got to sell the team. Um, you know, I don't know. I, I, I think this is a four-win Chicago Bears team because of the amount of rebuild y'all have to do. You guys don't have anything outside of Justin Fields. You know, you don't. Just a rebuild all around, period. And I can say that for the Detroit Lions too. They went, they had three wins last year. But I do, I do, there's a positive here. They, Dan Campbell cares about his team. Cares a lot. But yet it's like, they're there. They're right there. But yet it's, there's always something that has to happen in the wine moments of the game. And that's what happened during the regular season of last season. Something happened, whether it's a play called or a drive that stalled. Something happened was in that was in that space that got y'all to three wins last year. Something happened, but it will take years for y'all to correct it. At some point, we have to correct it. And again, I do see y'all was what I do see y'all was maybe four wins. That's one win improvement last year. But Dan Cam was your coach. But I do see, but I, but I do want to see y'all make improvements as far as it starts with the quarterback. The quarterback has to say, you know what? I'm going to improve this. I'm going to improve my accuracy. I'm going to work with, with my receivers. I'm going to uh, work with my, with my high profile tight end, which is TJ Hawkinson. Um, the de- defensive wise, I'm going to, uh, tackle better. I'm going to read the coverage. There's all the intangible things that y'all can do to be that elite. But then again, you could be second best in that division behind Green Bay. That would, if that were to happen this season, y'all, y'all, y'all getting close, y'all would be closer to Green Bay status. And Green Bay is not far off. But that's my division, man. Green Bay's winning the division, but it won't be by much. But let's take another break. Coming up next, let's finish the other two divisions and my five takeaways of UNT versus SMU and why and why this this UNT team is not ready for the AAC. We're never going to be ready for the AAC, guys, for years to come. I make no apologies for that. Let's discuss up next. It's Fishbowl Radio. 
This is Cheryl, host of the Cheryl Boggs Show, Resting in His Word, broadcasting live each week on Mondays at 6 p.m. Central from Fishbowl Studios. Log on to hear inspiring messages, guest interviews, and a word you don't want to miss. Be sure to log on each week on Mondays at 6 p.m. Central for the Cheryl Boggs Show, Resting in His Word, right here on Fishbowl Studios. Jump in. Podcasters, the name of the game is to get more visibility for your podcast so you can gain more credibility with your audience, thus more profitability. If you're ready to start syndicating your podcast and massively grow your audience and influence, then contact Fishbowl Radio Network today at 817-633-4880. Fishbowl Radio Network is one of the largest streaming platforms in the world. And now your podcast can be heard all over the world by the listening audience that Fishbowl Radio Network has amassed over the last 11 years. With over 6 million impressions a month and growing, this is a platform that all podcasters should be on to create greater visibility for their podcast. Jump in today and be a part of the Fishbowl family, streaming great live internet radio shows and podcasts 24-7-817-633-4880. Jump in. Did you know that Proverbs 31 woman was also an entrepreneur? It's true. But somehow we struggle to embrace our businesses as the God-anointed ventures they truly are. Well, I'm Tiana B. Clewis, executive pastor and owner of a multi-million dollar consulting firm. And I want to invite you to join me on Saturday, October 1st at Ambitious Dreamers, The Pouring. Claim your seat at www.thepouring.life so you can be equipped with the practical and biblical strategies you need to embrace your business as a means of financial abundance and ministry. Space is limited, so register now at www.thepouring.life. Hi, this is Diane Marion Eunice, and I am a licensed marriage and family therapist. For the past nine years, I have worked with over 300 couples in the areas of sexual health, communication, and conflict resolution. If you are interested in rebuilding connection and intimacy with your partner, please contact me today. I can be reached at 682-201-8175, or you can email me at diane at let's talkrelationships.org or visit my website at www.letstalkrelationships.org and remember you can't heal if you refuse to deal wake up and text text and eat Mm -mm. text and meet up with a friend you haven't seen in forever hi oh hey text and complain that they're on their phone the whole time (laughs) text and listen to them complain that you're on your phone the whole time Uh text and whatever but when you get behind the wheel, give your phone to a passenger. Put it in the glove box. Just don't text and drive. Visit StopTextsStopRex.org. A message from NHTSA and the Ad Council. FBRN.US Fishbowl Radio Network. Jump in. Now, for real, like, you know, I'm infatuated with you. I just feel like you are natural, you know, like you just got something I like, you know. And I like what I like. I like it when I like it. Hot girls, where I'm from, we don't look like models. Ten lines, big curves, and the energy glows. You 
in it. How you nut and you barely put the tip in it? 50 seconds got him gone, it's a quick minute. He ain't never felt some pussy with some grip in it. How done, that was done like a bad bitch. Don't niggas turn me to a sad bitch. Welcome back to the Jay Rich at the show on Fishbowl Radio. Um, so I did tease this during the break, NFC South, NFC West, and then I'm going to talk about my team. So let's start. Let's start with the South, okay? We got Tampa Bay, we got um, New Orleans Saints, we got the Atlanta Falcons, and we got the Carolina Panthers. Let's start with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, okay? 13 wins last year was Tom Brady as your quarterback. Um, he is the ultimate goal, um, ever. Um, when is he going to retire? I have no idea, but, um, I do see them getting at least 14, maybe 14 wins. And you, listen, you're never going to be a Tom Brady team in, in whether, whether it is in your division, whether it's in this division or the other divisions, you're never going to be a Tom Brady team. He's always going to rule that division for years to come, as long as he's the quarterback. Um, so he's got to be the ultimate goal to play. I, I, you know, last 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 season was just last season. I just think that they got overwhelmed by the Rams, and um, he didn't show his age. He never showed his age. Uh, he's the only quarterback, only person over the age of forty that's, that doesn't show their age. Um, I do expect big things from him and other people as well. But in order for him to get those big things, there's other players that got to help him. So they got, they got solid receiver game. Mike Evans is one. Um, offense and line, defense needs to come together. Okay. You got Tall Bulls as your head coach. Uh, he's a defensive-minded coach. Uh, I need this team to come together. Uh, in order to make another Super Bowl run, a playoff run, you got to – this team needs to come together for this upcoming season. Number two, New Orleans Saints, 98, no playoffs last year. This team is actually close. They're close to making a run, a postseason run. Um, the quarterback needs to be consistent, James Winston, who's never had a consistent season in everywhere he has gone. Um, the defense is right there. You, you got a defensive minded coach again in Dennis Island. Um, but the defense is there, man. You got some high profile names on the defense was Cam Jordan and Marshawn Lattimore. Um, my, actually, not Marshawn Lattimore made my list of the top 10 breakout players for this upcoming season. I do expect him to break out this season. Um, you know, it can happen. Said that the quarterback's got to be consistent enough to make that happen. Um, he does have weapons, but then again, you know, that weapons got to come through. 
and I'm talking to you, Michael Thomas. No, it can't be about, like I said, it cannot be about you. It has to be about the team. In order for you to be selfless, you have to go out there and, and sacrifice something. Number three, Atlanta Falcons, seven to ten, has rebuilt all around it. And by the way, I do see the Saints going eight and nine again. The defense, their offense is going to let them down. But Atlanta Falcons, seven and ten. Uh, I think they, I do think they have, they'll have at least one less win. Um, you don't have, well, you might have Marcus Mariota or Dennis, uh, Desmond Ritter as your quarterback, maybe. But then again, I don't, I don't, they don't have enough pieces for me to say, you know what, this team can win a division. Um, Arthur Smith, as a head coach, you gotta take accountability. Um, there's coaches out there that take accountability all the time, but yet it's like, was him? He wants to blame it on somebody else for his failures. But, Arthur Smith, I want you to, t- to take accountability for the coach of this team. Goes a long way. Everybody respects you if you take a little bit of accountability. Say, it's my bad. It's my bad for this season. Um, I want to blame it on this quarterback. Nope. It's on you, Arthur Smith. Make it happen. Even though y'all are in a rebuilding season. My last team. Carolina Panthers. I don't, I, you know, like I said, I don't see, um, five and 12. Um, I'll be surprised if they go maybe like seven and 10 or eight and nine. I just don't think they're that team. And Matt Rule definitely does not care about his job. I mean, you, if you, I'm not a big Matt Rule fan. I'm a fan of him in college. He's a college coach. Some coaches are not built for the NFL, and he's one of them. Um, you got Baker Mayfield, who's going to be your starter. Um, uh, do I see Baker have success in Carolina? It's a possibility. It's a hit or miss. But then again, I did say Baker Mayfield's a commercial guy. Um, you know, he's not a football guy. They're commercial guys. Like, I, I, I can say that my quarterback, Dak, he's a football. He's a football player. Because he focuses on football. He says the right things. Even though some of the things he says is like, okay, well, you know, this is too, like, like, stop saying the same thing every single time. Say something different. Make us, get us, get our hopes up, Dak. Kind of like Baker. Baker does not give our, give, get our, give, get us hope, guys. He does not give, a, give the Carolina Panthers hope to get to the postseason, to save Matt Rule's job. But then again, Matt Rule can save himself. By being proactive. And this is not a proactive move. In my eyes. So, Tampa Bay's winning that division outright. Um, I don't, I don't see, uh, I don't see, you know, New Orleans or, or Carolina coming close to that. Maybe I'll see New Orleans coming close, but it'll be like, it'll be like towards the end of the regular season, maybe. But, I, but then again, Tim Bay is going to win this division outright. All right, let's go to the NFC West, our last division. Let's go to your champs, the Los Angeles Rams, twelve and five last season, twelve and five. Wow, and they won the championship. Um, there's many questions about Sean McVay moving to the booth. There was many questions about Aaron Donald retiring. 
Um, many questions about Matthew Stafford, uh, n- not retiring, but like his injuries and, you know, his inconsistent. I actually, Matt Stafford did not play well that game. He actually made the plays to make it happen. So if you make plays to make it happen, then it's always going to work out. Always. Um, I do see the Rams repeating as division chance, but as far as getting to the Super Bowl, I, there is a quite, it's a question mark. Um, I don't, I don't have them as my Super Bowl pick yet, but if I were to be a betting man, I do think they'll win this division again because they, they, they have a decent quarterback, a decent running game, uh, a fabulous wide receiver, uh, a great defense in Aaron Donald, who, who, who's unblockable. Uh, Jalen Ramsey is, is, he's going to create his own island one day of being a shutdown corner. Um, maybe we'll call it Ramsey Island or Ramsey's Kitchen. Who knows? Um, Arizona Cardinals is my dark team. Uh, Kyler Murray, Kyler Murray is a, is a, is a great, is a great person, man. Um, he was calling plays for the last game of the season. He almost won that game for them. Uh, but, Kyler Murray does not need to improve. I think he, the pieces are there right there for him. It's just that Arizona, you know, is always, is always the Rams. Um, my only question would be, is this year the next step? Can we get to the NFC championship game? Um, possible Super Bowl, maybe the coach is not right for it. But at the same time, Kyler is. Kyler is that dude. He can get that team to the next level. We hope so. Number three, San Francisco 49ers. And this team, this team can make noise, guys. 10 and 7 last year. I do think maybe, I think they're going to take a two, they can take, they're going to take a step back a little bit. Maybe eight or win eight. If they'll be lucky enough to get seven wins. Uh, Trey Lance, um, we saw a little bit of him last year. Um, he's a full-time starter now. So when you become the full-time starter, Kyle Shanahan and Misa, you have to open the playbook. Got to open the playbook for him. You cannot, you cannot make a young person your, your big-time starting quarterback if you cannot make the playbook, if you cannot open the playbook for him. Got to open it up. Got to say, you know what, this and that. Trey Lance can make plays, but he's no better than Jimmy G. Which, by the way, Jimmy G is the backup. So, um, But, Trey, I do see big things for you, and you have to make it happen. You have to, like I told uh, Jacoby Brissett and Joshua Cubs, if they do get an opportunity, if Josh, uh, Joshua Cubs gets an opportunity to start for this team, make the most of it. Don't look at your back shoulder and say, okay, well, this quarterback is going to, going to say, you know what? I'm going to, I'm going to screw this up and then make him my court and then go back and make him and go back to quarterback number one. Nah. Take advantage of your opportunity right now. Seattle Seahawks rebuild all around. DK Metcalf is, is your, uh, the main person there. Um, he could have been, he could have asked for a trade, which I don't think Seattle would have net, would, would have done it anyways. Um, but, you know, I, I do think that, um, I, I, I do think that, that 
the quarterback issues need to be resolved before they step on the field. Um, even though Gino is your quarterback, I, I have no trust in Gino. Uh, again, they're going to be re- rebuilding. Um, you know, I think they'll be number one in the draft in the draft this upcoming next uh, the next draft. Uh, I think they'll be looking for a quarterback. Um, they, they there's no other quarterback around that that can uh, satisfy that can make this team elite again. I mean, Russell Wilson was was, was that dude, but then again, you got rid of him because he wanted out of Seattle. Seattle wasn't working out for him, so he goes to Denver. You get Drew Locke back, and now you make Geno your starter. It's a failure. It's a failure in Seattle, and their and their best days are are about to end. Actually, if it has not ended, then it's time to restart from scratch again. But then again, you got to have that timeline to say, you know what. We're going to rebuild and we're going to two years max is the full rebuild. We got to be good in two years. We got to be good by year two, year three even. But the Rams are my picks, my picks to win that division again. Uh, I do see the Cardinals of 49ers battling it out, but eventually at the end of the day, the Cardinals will get over the 49ers for that division champ, uh, for that second title. All right, so those are my division picks for this upcoming season. I hope y'all liked them. If you didn't, then I, I don't know what else to say to you. Um, but hey, they're my picks. Now let's talk about what I experienced SMU versus UNT over the weekend, guys. Now, like I said, there's five takeaways from the UN from SMU versus UNT. Let me know if you like them. Number one, even though today is his birthday, Austin Ani, he turns 29 today, guys. Today. I mean, I think he's one of the few oldest, uh, oldest players in the college football. Um, you know, I hate to shame him because he has a beautiful family and it's his birthday today, but he was inconsistent. This is his worst game he's ever played. 14 for 29 for 186 yards and two interceptions was a 69 quarterback rating. You cannot play any worse than that, Ani. I mean, the bright lights are there. You're on TV. We expect you to perform better than that. What happened? Was it the vision? What was the pressure? Was the, uh, the hype? What happened to, to your, to, to that, to that quarterback status? What happened to, um, UTEP? I mean, you read the play, you read the playbook fine, but yet when you came to this game, you know, even though there was a lot of pressure around you and you don't have big name receivers, you played poorly as you did. Now, do I think you bounce back? I hope so. But then again, I you got to take accountability, man. I got to see that dog facing you. I got to see it. You got to care. You guys are about to be out of this league for next uh for next season. You have to care about these games. These games may, may not matter to, to the fan base, but it matters to me and other people that follow UNT sports. 
We can't have our quarterback play poorly. We don't have, uh, uh, we don't have uh, uh, an elite quarterback sitting on the sidelines. We don't have that at all. We gotta, you are the one, Ani. You are the one that can lead us to the top. We cannot go backwards, ever. Number two, running back by committee. And let, let me give a shout out to Oscar Attaway. 20 carries for 117 yards and a touchdown. His stiff arm is deadly. Like, getting upfield, watch out for that stiff arm. You cannot tackle that. You cannot move that stiff arm away, man. You just can't. But the other running backs combined for what? 24 for 99 yards? This, almost. Almost. But listen, I don't understand the play calling. I don't know who the offensive coordinator is, but when Alloway was getting like six to seven yards to carry every basically when he was on the field, you were roughing up their defense to the point where they couldn't sub, guys. They couldn't sub out. But the reason why those drives stalled was because we kept subbing out our running backs. Alloway was coming out every two to three plays. We can't have that. I mean, I know we're deep in the running back hole, but at the same time, we got to go with a hot hand. Our hot hand is out of the way. We cannot take him out. If, you know, like, you're wearing them down to the point where they had to call timeout in the mid part of the game. Which, by the way, it turned to a failure. You had 10 points. But yet, you count for 117 yards on the ground for Attaway and a touchdown. It's not fair to him. It's not fair to the UNT fan base. And I'm talking about passionate UNT fan base. I'm not talking about the other ones that just go to the game. just to just, just They say, oh, we went to the game. We went to the game and we had fun. Yes. You had fun, but at the same time, it turned to a loss. We cannot continue to be inconsistent at the running game. We just can't. We got to stay with a hot hand. Maybe you take him out after what? Three to four plays. I will prefer four plays. But I, again, I'm not the office coordinator. I, I'm not the head coach. I don't make those decisions. Number three, Tanner Molokai exposes defense. And, and, and SMU fans, if I'm saying his, if, I, if I'm pronouncing his last name wrong, forgive me because I do, because y'all torch our defense. You know, Molokai, what? He had a 96 quarterback rating. He threw over 400 yards, um, four touchdowns. Like every, look at, look at this list. Rashad Rashid Rice, eight receptions for 166 yards, a touchdown. Jordan Curley, four for 103 and a touchdown. Um, the other two guys had a touchdown as well. Um, he had a lot of time in the pocket. Secondary was playing soft. Secondary didn't even play up. When you have a quarterback that's on fire like that, you have to play up. You got to play the receivers. You got to play up, guys. You can't give them any breathing room. And that's what happened. When you play up, 
to the receivers. I'm talking about the line of scrimmage. You have to run with them. You got to run with them, and, and that way you don't they don't go, get behind you. And also, you got to communicate. You have to communicate on the back end of the secondary because if you don't communicate, big plays like that happen. We can't have that at all. We can't have a quarterback be comfortable in that pocket. We have to make him move. We didn't even make him move. We 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 just let him sit there, had the time in the world, and just boom. And and I'm blaming the players. I'm not blaming Phil Bennett. I'm blaming the players for this because the players were are, are out there making the pl- trying to make the plays, but yet they're not getting home to the quarterback. We're not being physical. SMU was physical with us from all around, from their quarterback to their kicker. Yes, their kicker was physical. We cannot play like 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 like, like this, man. We cannot play like garbage. Like the the, the defense play like garbage. It's not the, to discredit Phil Bennett. I think Phil Bennett is a defensive mind. He's a great mind to the game, 40-plus years of football under his belt. But at the same time, your players have to make the plays. Players have to make the plays, guys. We cannot continue to do all this. We cannot continue to play inconsistent defense. We can't. I won't allow it. Number four, rookie head coach outshines Seth Luttrell. Okay. First of all, where 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 does this guy come from? Where does the name Rhett Lashley come from? I don't even know him. But yet he whooped our asses. His team came with a physical mindset. I'm like, dude. I, I don't I don't know. Seth, can you please care about the game? Stop making fake quotes and care. It is almost like UNT gave him a script to say to say these things about what he's going to say. I want the real feelings to come out, Seth. Show me how you really feel. Other coaches like Nick Saban, uh, Kirby Smart, um. Who else? Um, I, I, I don't know who else, but um, they'll be real with you. Oh, yeah, Coach Prime will be real with you. If your team got beat 48 to 10, Nick Saban will be, will be real with you. I'm pretty sure he'll have a heart attack because they care about the game of football. They don't have a script that tells them, okay, well, we play, it's just disappointing and all that stuff. We don't need a script. Show us your real feelings. Don't give us this fake nonsense. Please. This is your, this could be your last year, Seth, if you don't fix your attitude. You gotta tear into the, to the players. You gotta make sure that we hear you in the media tear into each and every player say, well, we didn't make this play. Was anger. That's my head coach. We don't need our coach to be soft. 
There's no time to be soft. When you invested so much money into that football program over there, whether it's as Apple G, whether it's getting practice fields, all that stuff, I want to see that passion. You can't invest all that money and not and not beat a, a team that's 30 miles away from you. That's always anticipating this matchup. That's better. Way better than us. I want to see that dog fighting you, Seth. I saw it in red. You know, I was out the I was at the game. And I was sitting at the uh high end of the end zone. And I see and I and I saw this from the head coach. Um that's the news head coach. He was getting on the officials, he was getting on his players. He loves everybody, everybody, when you love somebody, you have to get after them. They want you to, to succeed. In the football field, in, in the classroom, they love, he, he loves his place and it shows. Coach was jumping up and down. Players want, players want to see that. Players feed off that energy. They feed off it. Like I said, I don't know this guy. I don't know where he came from. But yet, I was watching his body language. He cares. Every possession, they took it seriously. Every possession, they were punching us in the mouth. Like it was nothing. Like, it's like we don't care. Coach staff does not care. Well, I take that back. The only person that cares on that coach that that I seen was Phil Bennett. He cares. Forty plus years in the game, he cares a lot about the game. He cares about his players, but yet players don't want to fight because they're focused on the head coach. Head coach throws on the sideline and says absolutely nothing. But then again, I'm not, guys, I'm not on that silent. I don't, I don't understand. I don't understand this. My frustration is at all time high for this team, guys. I, I don't under, as a fellow UNT alum, I don't, I don't get this. What are we doing here, man? And that, and, and, and that gets it to my final take. We got our ass kicked. 48 to 10. Asking me at their at our house. I'm like, come on, man. We're moving to the AAC, AAC American Athletic Conference next year, next season. I'm pretty sure we're gonna throw a party. We're gonna throw a party. There's gonna be balloons. There's gonna be, there's gonna be food around. There's gonna be a concert. You know, councilmen, all that stuff, shaking hands, hugging each other, all that stuff. Bull crap. We look. Y'all need to take this seriously, man. We're gonna see that team uh, uh, every single year, whether we play in Dallas, whether we play in Denton, whether we play at a neutral site. We're gonna see that team every year, unless SMU says, "You know what? We already whooped UNT's ass. We already d- d- dominated the division. We're, we're going to move to the Big Twelve. We want some bigger competition." But I don't think SMU is going to do that because. They're too close to home. They don't want to travel. So I don't know. I could be wrong. In the, in the world of college football we live in, any, anything's possible.
But that team can whoop our asses, guys, for years to come. We're not ready. Why do, uh, I, and I like to ask, um, the athletic director, Warren Baker, I like to ask him, dude, I like to ask him two questions. Number one, I like to ask him, where were you on Twitter? Where were you? Like, you, you, we saw you on Twitter pumping up this game, saying it's a beautiful day at Denton. We're ready for football. It's our first football game, home game. Yeah. Where were you after the game? I just want to know because you didn't address it. I mean, I thought, I thought every athletic director that hyped up this game, we got to find you. You got to make yourself known. You can't hide your team. Your, your team got whooped by 38 points at home on TV. I don't understand why we schedule these, these, these games, man. I don't understand. And number two, what are you going to do about Seth the throw? Obviously, he doesn't care. We need a passionate football coach that will come in and say, you know what? But I want him to come in and tear down the walls and say, you know what? This is crap. This is bullshit. We need, we, we, we're going to start from scratch, guys. We're going to be elite. We cannot invest money in the practice school field. We cannot invest money in this and that. In housing. We cannot, and, and, and to, for, to perform like that, to give us five or six wins a year. We're supposed to be averaging eight to ten wins, or, or even better, eleven a year. We're supposed to be dominating this conference. Make ourselves look known. Make ESPN come out. Make CBS come out. The actual network, the actual network, not their sister network, the actual network. Not small, medium networks like the stadium come out. They don't show everything. Why does Alabama have CBS come to their games? They show everything. Longer commercial breaks. Everybody's there. When it comes to UNT, they show it on ESPN3. You know, everybody does not have a streaming service like this. I I don't have it because I don't want to watch UNT on, on, on a stream. The stream froze's. We don't want to do that. In order for y'all to be elite, you got to be on the main network. You got to bump that game, that, that, that SEC game. You got to bump that Big Ten game. Let's be on TV for once. Instead of being on the internet, instead of being on, on the system network, instead of being on, uh, on stadium, no disrespect to those, to, to those small media companies. I'm pretty sure they have great analysis and all that stuff, but we're trying to be big. We have over 50 to 80,000 students enroll every year. That's a lot. To come to UNT, we're top 10 enrollment. Everybody's so invested in the football program, including the athletic director, that doesn't care about, about improve, improvement. 
All you care about is being you. You you want to care about being a celebrity. Your team got beat by 38 points on that field. That is a, a disgrace. How do you move to the next uh, conference doing that? First of all, we haven't won a Conference USA title. We got there in 2017, but yet we we haven't won one. We haven't won one, and but yet we're we're, we're going to win. We're going to go to the next conference and expect to win that conference. There's no way you can't do that. What other conference USA team? Can, can say we have the best school in, in, in our, in, in our, in our conference other than UNT. There isn't any. It could be Florida, Florida Atlantic, but yet they're like once in a blue moon. Could be Marshall. They're once in a blue moon. But 80, you know, Warren Blake Baker. You never showed up. You can make people around you can say, well, he was busy this game and all that stuff. Dude, you're shaking hands with, with a lot of people. You're saying, oh, thank you for coming to the game. Thank you for supporting us. Yeah, Warren. Yeah. By putting this crap on the field, we pay, uh, anywhere from 20 to like a hundred bucks. Actually, the season membership is 65 for six games. This is why I don't purchase crap like that because I want to see winners. I don't want to see a a a a a a, a made up team. I don't want to see a fake coach that gets reads off a script that that someone tells him to to say this and say that to have no passion whatsoever. This is why I don't, I don't poetry, and same for Jerry. Because the football team is always going to sell you short. North Texas has sold you short. I'm not saying it's a bad school. It's a great school. I love it. I, I encourage everybody out there. If you're transferring, if you're 18, 19 years old looking for a school to go to, I would say choose UNT. Greatest school out there, guys. I've been to others. Not saying they're bad as well, but UNT is, is great. That's why I always wear green on the time. Because I support. But yeah, it's like they don't give anything to us back. They don't care about us, guys. They care about taking our money and putting that crap on the field. I have no passion of the coach. AD doesn't want to show up on on, on Twitter. Apologizing for the performance. It's on YouTube. Is it on YouTube, Baker? It's not. It, it, it's it's half and half. It's half AD and half Seth Latrell. More is on you because you hired him. You have to apologize for the mistake that you did on Saturday, and I feel like every game is going to be like that. When it comes to the AAC, we're not ready. Period. Our quarterback's shaky. Our running back is, uh, you know, our running back. We have a lot of depth at running back, but at the same time, I expect us to um, go as one running back. 
make him carry the load. Uh, receivers are shaky because we don't have a, a, a big name receiver. Uh, defensive wise, um, our defense can get a little bit better. Uh, communication. The plays are there. Communication is key. We don't have that. We don't have that communication. And that's secondary is weak. We don't have that. We need it. We're one and one, guys. I'm not saying it's the end of the world. I'm just saying, like, we cannot play bad. We cannot play like that. Especially when it's on TV. Because you know what they're going to do? They're going to put us on the air in that. And you're going to find those... And it's not bad on the, you, you, you're going to find a game that's buffering, buffering, buffering every time. That's frustrating. Fix it, Warren. Fix it now before it's too late. But coming up next, that's enough of the five takeaways. We got Texas Southern next. Fix it beforehand. But coming up next, let's recap the WNBA game three. And what I expect in tonight's game four is Fishbowl Radio.
touch that dial. Because like the song says, you are out of time. You're almost there, but don't panic. There's still more music to come before you're completely engulfed in the blissful embrace of that little light you see in the distance. Soon you'll be healed, forgiven, and refreshed, free from all trauma, pain, guilt, and shame. You may even forget your own name. But before you dwell in that house forever, here's 30 minutes of easy listening. On 103.5, Don Anthony. Talking to me though, you need to watch the way you're talking to me yo. I mean, after all the things that we've been through, I mean, after all the things we got into, hey yo, I know what some things that you ain't told me, hey yo, I did some things, but that's the old me, and now you wanna get me back and you gon' show me, so you walk around like you don't know me, you got a new friend, well I got homies, but in the end it's still so lonely. Tonight into the night. 
the tease, tease about this, about the break, uh, WNBA talk. Let's recap game three. And in space, and my game four predictions. So game three, we saw Connecticut and the sky. Sky won that game 76 to 32. Candace Parker had 37, I'm sorry, 16 points and 11 rebounds. Dewana Bonner had 18 points, 11 rebounds. The main difference was Chicago is they made plays. They made a few more plays uh, than Connecticut. Um, you know, even though the percentages were low, 37% shooting. How do you, how do you win with 30%, 37% shooting? How do you win that? Less than, 30, less than 40%. You win it by making plays, guys. When it's on the, on the defensive hand and you hit timely shots. That's what Chicago did. Uh, Connecticut screwed themselves by turning the ball over 17 times. Um, there, there was droughts. They went on a six minute drought of not, uh, of just inconsistent play, not scoring turnovers, uh, poor rotations and, Jaquel Jones, I need you to step up this game. Like, coach sat you out because, uh, and analysis don't know this, guys. You sat up, you sit down a star player for rotational reasons. Okay. Kurt Miller went with his best lineup. He took JJ out within the winding minutes of the fourth quarter because he went with the best lineup that was going to get him a victory. That's it. That's what happens in every sport, whether it's basketball, football, soccer. You go with what is working in the moment. JJ is is an all star, but at the same time, she was not playing well. So that's why they took her out. I want you to understand that, and not get upset and saying, "Well, JJ should be in the fourth. JJ has six points. She was not helping the team on both ends of the court." And so, game four is is in Chicago's hands. Chicago's been there before. It's in their hands. Except that they need to execute better, guys. We don't need to settle for threes. If the threes are not falling for us, we need to drive it to the basket. We need to get paint shots. The Suns do not have a, 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 a player that can defend the paint. They don't have that at all. Period. They don't have that. Game four is in Chicago's hands. Now, how Connecticut prevents that is you cut your turnovers in half, Connecticut. We cannot win with 17 turnovers or 18 or 19 or 20 turnovers. We cannot win like that. In women's basketball, anytime you turn the ball over over, uh, over 12 times, you don't win, period, hands down. But... When a drought is happening, guys, you need to get to the basket and you need to, you need to make timely plays. That's it. Make timely plays in game four. But I'd still pick Chicago to win this game and move on to the finals, which, by the way, we will talk about next week. Either way, you know, either way you look at it, we will talk about it next week. Let's get to Las Vegas versus Seattle, guys. Game three was an epic classic, and I do, I do want y'all to go and watch it. 
Go watch that game three game, man. It was just that is basketball right there as best. The reason why Seattle lost this game is because of rotational reasons. Okay. Nicole basically played her players throughout the whole game. Um I, I just don't know what to say. I think she did a horrible coaching job this game. Now, we can't fire a coach because she she lost his game for those players. It's got to be all around. The players got a little winded. Nicole did not make those decisions in a timely fashion. This is If, if Seattle loses the series, game three is the reason why. You don't go to overtime and do do that. Las Vegas, on the other hand, made adjust made, made adjustments on the fly. Um, whatever they had a fifteen point lead, but blew it because obviously it's the playoffs. But Becky Hammond is a, a wonderful mind coach, my favorite coach ever in women's basketball. Um, so, with that being said. Becky, you know, Asia Wilson, 34 points. But the real difference was Raquita Williams coming in and hitting those four three-pointers on fire. They didn't have an answer. Seattle had no answer for Las Vegas' offense. So, game four, Seattle is all or nothing. You got to, you know, it's got to be a dogfight. Every possession has got to be a dogfight. Every possession. Um, you got to force Wilson to her offhand. She shoots left, go to her, make her go to her right. Make her feel uncomfortable, guys. She's not the only one. Kelsey Plum uh, went for went six for nineteen. She was a no show. Uh, Chelsea Gray, Chelsea Gray can basically get whatever she wants. Whatever she wants. You cannot allow that to happen, Seattle. And this is, if, if, and I hope this is not Sue Brush's final game. I hope not. Because if it is, Seattle screwed it up for her. All that hard work that she put in. If they lose this game tonight, it'll be a total screw up. But Las Vegas, <clears throat> make adjustments on the fly. Adjustments all around. Okay? You have to make adjustments. On the fly. Well, throughout the whole game. Um, use the hot hand on Rakuya Williams. I don't know what rotational uh, role she'll play in. But I do think that Las Vegas should put their foot on the gas. And do not keep it on the gas. So Seattle says, we give up. We give up. But I do see Las Vegas closing it out. And I do see Chicago playing Las Vegas. I could be wrong. Chicago versus Las Vegas in the finals. We talk about rest in between. Like this game here lived up to that. I was concerned because they both teams played on Tuesday. Well, Wednesday. I was concerned because of the long break. You had... Thursday, Friday, Saturday. Saturday was Saturday. They could have played Saturday, but yet all the college football was on. Everybody was watching college football rather than women's basketball. I was concerned. But 
That game gave us an instant classic, guys. And y'all should watch it. Now, that's it for the show. We did a whole two hours. This is my first time doing a two-hour show. Give me a clap. Thank you, thank you. <laughs> uh, so, um, let me know if y'all need, if you, if you want me to do more of this. Uh, I'll also, next week, I will talk about UNT versus Texas Southern. And also, I will talk about Alabama versus Texas. A big matchup. My five takeaways from that. And why Texas will never be able to match up to where Alabama is. It's a big test for, for Texas. Let's get it. All right, but I do want y'all to like, comment, and subscribe. And um, exciting things are coming up. So I'm going to let y'all know in the coming days. All right, guys, that's the end of the show. Uh, have a great day, and see y'all on the next one.